Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, and each week we celebrate and commiserate with best-selling authors, parenting experts, and moms around the world. I always thought you were reading something when you did that. Does it sound like that's kind of that's the way I do it? Is no, it's because I just you've ne- you've never been a memorizer. And I, I'm, I'm so impressed and amazed to see that you just did that off the top of your head. It only took uh, over 100 episodes yeah, to remember whatever, it. 16 episodes. I remember or... the, the first probably 30 episodes that I did with Bianca. At the end, you know, it's the trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, rock on Atomic yeah. Moms. And I would always panic because I wouldn't remember the beginning. And that's why I think Bianca always would start it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, like what? She'd look like, you got this. You can yeah. do this. No, you, you, you just did it from memory with no sense of panic. I don't think I've ever seen you with no sense of panic. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you do something from memory with no sense of panic in our yeah. in our almost ten years of marriage. That's why the acting thing did not work out. Yeah, but that's all. You just you just needed a hundred and some auditions of the same piece no, of material. Seriously, well, that's why I was such a better theater actor, right? Because we you had, had rehearsals. rehearsals. Sure. I was great. Yeah. Well, let's not toot our own too hey, much. Hey, I but. was great. <laughs> Hey, I was in a play with Lupita. You were Nindo. Academy Award winner. Yeah, yeah. I was in college. Cool. And I, know. I was the I've seen star. The photo. I was the star. Yeah. You peaked too early, I think. I know. We were laughing about how it should be an indie film. Like, oh. You look back at the photo of you, and then you realize that you you realize you weren't the person destined no. for greatness in the no. photo. Lupita definitely was. <laughs> and looking back, it's pretty clear. But at the time, I, hey, you're I had hopes and dreams. The world right I here. had a, yeah. I had a huge role. Oh, well. Um, Man, it got real nostalgic. mm. Well, we just saw the movie La La Land. so good. So So good. good. Everyone go see La La Land. So great. I could talk about it forever. Made me love Los Angeles again. Oh, yeah. Plus one of Sabrina's friends. He makes a little cameo. Yeah. Little Arthur. No spoilers, but yeah. No spoilers. But I will say that watching La La Land – it felt pretty cool to live in Los Angeles. Yeah, it really makes you. I mean, LA is a weird city where you kind of you. I mean, for the it's, people it's that live not, here, get it. For the people that don't, it's one minute you love it, and then you'll go through like months or years where you just like don't like it, mm-hmm. and then and then it takes something like this movie to be like, oh yeah, that's right, this place is. Yeah. Really I mean, great, and you are wearing shorts in the middle of December. And it's not really worth visiting. LA? Um, yeah. But but yeah. it's amazing. Like if you live here, you'll see all the iconic spots. And the Griffith Park Observatory plays a key part of the film. Um, and that's basically where we are recording this episode right now. Not not in the observatory. That'd we be are crazy. in. We broke into we the broke observatory. In. Uh, no. Oh, God. We got to go. Here they come. Our home studio is close by. Yeah. Um, so that made me nostalgic. And also yeah. we have a new performer in our household because Sabrina Wells Stekiel made her big stage debut this morning uh at the holiday preschool performance. It was it was hilarious and beautiful and the all best the, kids the were best so concert I've up. ever seen. Yeah, all the kids are dressed up. It was amazing. It was really yeah. cool. And she had her headband, and she had this little clip that she demanded I put in yeah, there. Yeah, she looked great. She's got to have a little flair. You know what I mean? She can't yeah. 
she just can't be dressed completely in the way someone else wants her to be mm-hmm. dressed. She's got to have a little bit of, hey, this one's for me. Yeah. I gave you 90% of it. I need a little something for her piece of flair. Myself. Yeah. Her <laughs> hair flair. Yeah. She needed it. Oh, man. And massive applause for the preschool. Like, I don't know how you, the way that they were able to like move those kids on and off the stage and they let all the parents of each respective class come down to the stage to take photos. It was By like, the way, this, this was at like a big theater where we have seen I saw the Strokes play there. You saw the Strokes play there. Yeah. We saw Chris Thiele play yeah, there. that's right. Um, Atomic Mom's guest, Claire Coffey, her husband, Chris Thiele, who is now the host of Prairie Home Companion. Yes. Um, he has also has a band called Punch Brothers. We saw them perform at this theater. Yeah. And then, you know, Sabrina Stiegel performed there. Yeah. And, you know, I told her before she got on stage, because we are in L.A., I was like, there's going to be a lot of agents in this audience. Excuse <laughs> me. I literally, like, I start sweating when you say that. <laughs> well, it's true. Ugh. You look at the school directory. Um, <laughs> don't worry, she will not do it. Although she is already better at memorizing than her mother. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> Let's move to the next topic. <laughs> Nikki, by the way, who, man, any atomic mamas out there who have not listened to my interview with Nikki Deloche, uh, you must. Oh, she's just the best. And she was also there this morning. And she said that she would be happy to step in as Sabrina's stage mom. If she had to have a stage mom, Nikki. Nikki would be great. Yeah. Uh, but Come on, she was in the Mickey Mouse Club. She's she was a professional just in a great, actress. She was in a great Lifetime movie. It was Hallmark Channel. Hallmark. I, is that different? Those are different things? Honey. Yeah. I don't, you know. Claire Coffey was in the Lifetime one. But they both do Christmas. Holly's thing. Holiday. Yes, I know. But, as, but I think I, I conflated them yes. because I thought I was under the impression Your that there was one. Your wife's dear friends are in all the different Christmas movies. Yeah, on different networks. <laughs> on different though. networks. That was the part that I was confused about. Yeah. Well, you should be ashamed of yourself. I sure should. Um, Sure should. Uh, what else? So she's our performer. You, you, know, you never even said who I was, by the way. I don't know if that matters. Or if people oh read my the, gosh. If people just read the – the text and go, oh, it's Ellie's. whoever I need you to be. That's right. You're my Guys, s- I'm parenting expert. I wrote a book called- You're my sidekick. Uh, Sweet Baby, Mean Baby. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a really interesting, uh, uh, you break down the, yeah, the child personality and you realize that, you know, there's the sweet baby and the mean baby. And, uh, if and, you, and Mr. Adam Stegiel, uh-huh. how did uh, Sweet Baby, Mean Baby uh, come into fruition? Sweet Baby Mean Baby came into fruition when I saw two babies, and one baby was very sweet, and the other baby was very mean. And I realized those are the only two kinds of babies, sweet babies and mean babies. I feel like I am I embody both of those. <laughs> sweet Baby Mean Baby. It's just, it's, it's just a poem about, about my wife. <laughs> of almost 10 years. <laughs> almost 10 years, that's right. This summer. It's crazy. What are you going to do for me for 10 years? Oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw an extraordinary party. That's that's a long shelf life for a starter wife. (laughs) I'm gonna buy you a a Mustang. Um, I don't like like a a horse. I hope. uh, No, like a muscle car, like a like a a Cobra, like something really fast. Just give me like credits for Uber. You know I don't credits like for Uber. Nothing says ten years together like Uber credits. <laughs> I just driving scares me. That's you're right. You know what? Uber credits would be a really good gift for you, or just a, a personal driver. I think. Oh, I the like ultimate. that. Keep working, baby. Yeah, I'll Keep get there. working. Someday, someday I, I can. Well, you're working on this movie for The Rock now. Yeah. Do you call him The Rock when you're with him, or do you call, you him, call him DJ? 
No, you don't. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson goes by DJ. I, I don't look. I've only met him one time, and you know, for for the writing. biggest movie star in the world, he's also as nice as as you would think he is, and seems to be uh, in in sort of all his appearances. But um, yeah, everybody everybody calls him DJ. Okay. I just called him, "Hey, what's up, man?" And then just kind of was stunned by how massive he is. So when you are writing this script. Sometimes, um, this is the, this is so ridiculous. Uh, we had some friends dog sitting for us recently and they were staff writers on Undateable and they're just like the best couple ever. And when I was showing them our, um, our home that we've now been in for eight years, mm-hmm. um, John was asking, well, where does Adam work? <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is his chair. And he's like, but where's like his bulletin board or anything? And I was like, oh yeah, he doesn't get to have those things. Yeah. I get, I get, <laughs> that's, I mean, I, I do feel like 10 years of marriage really is just real, for me, it's all about just like whittling down my possessions. And now I have- You've like, embraced like a Marie Kondo way of I life. I have, I'm a, I'm a monk. I really try to- You're an essentialist. That. I'm a total essentialist. We are I, sitting in the garage where you used to exercise and store mm-hmm. all of your and things. that's all gone now. <laughs> I burned it all. Yeah. And now it's my beautiful podcast yeah. studio. So it that is beautiful, all, That right? was all given away. Um, and you realize, you know what? I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everybody, Adam has sacrificed a lot for Atomic Moms. He has to listen to me talk about it uh, basically every day. and um, It's great. I wouldn't have it any studio. other way. I'm glad that, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're creating a community for, for people that have the, the, the hardest job you'll ever love, whatever oh. that phrase is. I didn't, I didn't make that up. That's, I know, but it was really sweet. Yeah. Um, so sometimes when you're in your little corner in the mm-hmm. little chair, it's not a little chair. I love that chair. It's you are big, angling oh, to get rid of that chair though. That's the thing. <laughs> we joke that I have a chair, like that's my entire space <laughs> in the house. And you've been angling to get rid of that chair for, I feel like almost three years now. Like that chair is, that's, that's the hill I'm going to die on. Yeah. It's like, if they carry that chair out, they're carrying me with it. That plane overhead is actually here to pick up the chair. The chair. You're just <laughs> lifting it out of the house as we speak. That's it's, why I'm the guest. It was just to get you, me out of the house. It's, it's a, in our guest room, it's this massive black leather chair. Oh, God. I'll take it a picture of it and post it on the website. Anything else. Um, hmm. It doesn't work with anything else. You and I are, we have such differing views on also. Oh, aesthetics, yes. Clashing and, and all that kind of, of stuff. Of course. Yeah. But when I met you, you had sheets nailed to the windows as curtains. Yeah. I and can't defend if that. you opened a utensil drawer, it only had plastic cutlery. Um. Yeah, but I also had like. But then I had things that I really like. I had a mug that I really liked. You know what I mean? Like there are are the items. You're right. I've always been sort of like a Spartan man. We should, by the way. Soon Sabrina's going to be able to read and we need to go through our mug collection because when you were Uh, working on the TV show Undateable, uh, you guys all ended up giving each other mugs. There was a joke because I would bring – Actually, I don't know if this is connected, but I would bring coffee to work. In these Williams-Sonoma mugs that were a a Christmas gift to us. Yeah, but there there were other mugs too. I forget what the other ones were. And somebody started stealing my mugs. So like the Williams-Sonoma one got stolen. And then another one I brought in that was sort of like also kind of ridiculous got stolen. They're like 55-year-old woman mugs. Right. And then I got a note on my desk one day that was like, 
I am. I, I mean, I should. I should find it and, and post them so people can see them. But it was basically like from the mug. Well, maybe you should have a podcast. Maybe you need a platform. The mug police and and the note was like, you know, we've we've taken your mugs because they're so terrible and they will not be. <laughs> they'll be returned to you at a later date. Instead of the mug police, and it was one of the writers on the staff just obviously like you know playing a prank on me and stealing my terrible mugs. And so mugs became kind of a a thing in the room. And and so somebody made mugs for everyone at the end of the year that had a very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. joke mm-hmm. from the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like mug. we have two of them and we continue to use them and we should probably stop soon because Sabrina's going to learn how to read. Sure. Um, and you don't want her first word to be teabag that she reads. <laughs> I mean, it was a clever mug. It was a very clever mug, yeah. <laughs> um, there was also the car incident. Should we share that while we're on this topic? The car incident? Yeah. How, so my amazing husband um, I'm like already having internal panics. Care about uh, never, he, okay. So I think yes, one, I love this one. A way to describe Adam is that like you are, which is funny because you were senior class president, and you were homecoming king, and um, you to a fault. I don't care what people think. To a fault. To the point where I it's like, like you go against it. You're like, if it seems like we're keeping up with the Joneses, right, then right. no way. And I agree. And I've changed. I've, I've come around a little bit. Like, so this was basically like even washing a car felt like, well, who am I trying to impress? And you're like, well, you're not. You're just trying I to be know. a human who like so doesn't drive, drive a filthy car. my ratty Volvo right. and not wash it ever. Yeah. And um, and Ellie rightfully so like, it, you know, park it in his little like showrunner spot right. at Warner Brothers, where like most of the big kids have. Washed, washed cars. cars. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about because we don't have a garage because our garage was like – because you couldn't fit a car. You could. It's a very L.A. garage. You can't not – you could park a, a motorcycle in here and that's it. Right. Um, so the trees would always dump on the cars anyway and it, all the blah, smog. Blah, blah, blah. The car it, was Just filthy. imagine the filthiest car ever. Right. I take the car um, to an appointment. I don't have time to find parking, so I valet – now you at like a sushi restaurant right. next door. Backtrack. No, I'm like eight, nine months pregnant also. Yes, but I'm saying you have to tell the backstory of how this would happen. Can I just tell my version? Yes. Guys, okay, I don't ahead. know. Sure. Uh, so my version is I take the car. I'm like nine months pregnant. Um, I have an appointment. I find a sushi restaurant nearby. So I like, I park it with them and they go, do you want me, do you want us to also wash the car? And I was like, No. Um, because I'm cheap. And then I turn around and there's like this huge drawing of male genitalia. A penis with testicles. Yeah. Drawn in the dirt, drawn in the dust. Yeah. On the back of, on the window of the car. Yeah. And the backstory is that one of our writers, if you want to follow him on Twitter, I think he's at Craig Doyle LA. He's no. hilarious. Oh uh, he, he would that's how his way of he's he's a punk rocker and would do a lot of hilarious uh, pranks growing up and um, the list of which never stopped amusing me. He would back in the eighties when he was a teenager, uh, he would go to parties and he would steal the television remotes because back then it was very hard to get a new that's television terrible. remote. See, I think that's funny. He is a very good dad. He's a, an amazing father, but so he why loves, did he he's laughing this? if he listened to this right why? now. Well, he, he, I'm he sure will he's tell a big you, Atomic Moms listener. Theater of the mind. That's what he just. Okay, but the, just he tell would, us why about the car. So Craig, his thing is he will often deface things uh, in the world by drawing uh, penises on them. He calls it donging them. And one day my car was dirty and he decided to dong it as a joke to me, thinking I would come back, see it, 
Yeah. And and go, ha, 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 that was really funny, dude. But because Adam doesn't care about aesthetics. I didn't see it. Didn't I, see I, I would, it. If had I seen that, I would have certainly Yeah, you don't cleaned see things. Yeah. Right. Um, and I didn't see it. And then Ellie drove the car. And uh, drove she, she drove the donged car to the valet. <laughs> and, and got was, shamed by got the shamed valet. Got shamed by the valet. Oh, I don't know times. how we got onto that topic. Well, it was about the mug and then – Right, anyway, right. It's terrible. It, yeah, it, yeah. I was very pregnant, so it's yeah. pertinent to Atomic Moms. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's the holidays. Great ding transition. Dong, ding you dong, did it. Ding dong, Speaking ding of dogs, ding, ding dong, dong, it's ding the holidays. <laughs> it's the holidays. Um, uh, it is the holidays. So Mr. Adam Stekiel, gosh – when you think about the holidays, like what gets you most excited? Being with my family. Um, yeah. You know, We're I do. Great. I think there it's the, especially out here, it's, you know, I mean, obviously everybody knows the rat race everywhere, but um, I think, you know, it's sometimes you get caught up in it and, and it's hard to slow down. And I do think it's nice uh, during the holidays to be able to downshift, even for these couple of weeks and really focus on your family and just spend time with Sabrina and with you laying around. And this year we're going to go back to Detroit with my family. All the cousins are going to be there. It's going to be total insanity, but I just think it's going to be such a great, um, not physically relaxing, but I think it's going to be like an emotionally, mentally relaxing time. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be high energy. Real high energy. It's going to be real high energy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm saying that like as a warning. I'm like looking at you being like, yeah, buckle up. But why? How do you... Describe it's, the scenario to people who have not been to the Stekiels. Well, part, half of it, I don't think you have to even have been to my family's house. It's just going to be Sabrina, her two boy cousins who are just over one and four? Yeah, right, all, four? all sleeping on the premises. All on the premise. Then she's got her nine-year-old cousin and her one-year-old cousin down the street. They'll be there A block day, away. A block away. Natalie Taylor. You guys listened to her uh, episode this past summer. Yep. Her, her kids will be all over the place. Uh, and, and my mom, my mom is a re- like just loves to, my mom loves the fun, you know, and as does my father. And as, your daddy uh, does yeah, too. As we oh, talked man. about the last time I was on the show, my dad loves to push fun to its, like just to the furthest possible extreme where it becomes Can not fun. Like give an example. I feel like he goes down these crazy rabbit holes. Like he's got this refrigerator in the garage and if you it's like if you say yeah if you're like oh I really I I love Snapple not even if you say I love Snapple if you say, <laughs> say I that? I had a Snapple <laughs> I had a Snapple yeah it doesn't even it could be literally 15 years ago you will shove my dad and go hey uh, there's 300 Snapple in the fridge for yeah. you Snapples whatever the plural and then is he would Snapple. like push it on you and then every day yeah you do like, do you want a Snapple can I get you yeah. Snapple I feel like this past summer or maybe it was this early maybe it was I think I had given up on everything by this summer but. When I was more aware of sugar, especially mm-hmm. because Sabrina turns into the Tasmanian devil yeah. very easily, yeah. um, like juice. He, there was a lot of juice pushing happening, which I'm sure yeah. some moms but are laughing learned, about. They, I talked to my mom. Like she oh, they're so respectful about all of it. Not even respectful. So I feel like my mom genuinely, like when we talk about it, she, they sort of, I mean, learn their lesson is not the right word. But I feel like, <laughs> well, look, I will say like, I'm sure parents everywhere have the talk with the grandparents that's like, hey, let's let's try to moderate the sugar just because mm-hmm. like that's a grandparent's job. It's I like, remember. Give the kids whatever they want. I will never forget walking in on my mom giving Sabrina a cupcake. And it was her very first cupcake. Who gave her? Someone gave her a cupcake. And I think she was a year old. No. I'm making that up. You're happened. making it up, but that would happen. Yeah, but the cupcake, yeah. But but again, like, because it's a grandparent's job. It really is right. their job. For and, sure. And but she was, I think maybe she was one. 
Um, but no, she was under one because she hadn't I, had the cake yet or anything. She was she was very young. Um, and then, uh, but I will also say that. So I think when parents like us go to the grandparents and say, "Hey, you know, let's ease up on the sugar," she she gets a little crazy. It's sort like of like a months. yeah, right, whatever. Right. But I think my mom, you know, and then was like, "She, yeah, wow, she really does respond to sugar in a very well, unique way." How did your mom describe her again? She's a what three person. Saying? She said she's a three person job. <laughs> and Sabrina, if you're listening to this as an adult. You were, you were, and we loved it. It was great. <laughs> it was endless joy and hilarity. And so did our babysitter, yeah, who was a three-person you, job. You, from the moment you woke up, it was, the foot was, the gas pedal was all the way down. I mean, it's amazing to watch. Yeah. High energy. I will say that over the course of the year, I have noticed that she has become more able to immerse herself in a task mm-hmm. and sort of, you know, make oh, sure, yeah. you know. Especially with books and puzzles. Books, that's puzzles, amazing. Sewing to puzzles. And that, that's She'll sit there for been, 30 minutes with a puzzle. Yeah, which is great. Um, yeah. That's one of the big – I mean, what what are – this is a question for you because to me, you know, she turned two last year, three this year. Like I, like the changes have been extraordinary. Yeah, um, I don't really remember her. <laughs> kidding. Um, so Intellectual. What's, what's your question? My question is like, what, what, if, you know, not just in terms of her, but your relationship with her. Like, what do you think has changed? You know, uh, uh, I feel like we're in a super great spot. Like, we, because I'm more aware of the fact that, like, I can't just show up with demands, um, which is still a bummer. Like, in the morning, if I'm taking her to school, I have to shower and then try to get her dressed. Like, it's harder. You have to have some, like, free time with her first. She really wants you to put in the oh, time yeah. before Yeah, you got to wine her and dine her. You got to wine her and dine her. You can't you, just show up I know, and which expect is hard. her to cooperate. Yeah. So I, I'm, I've learned my lesson there and continue to learn it, although sometimes logistically it's just tough. Yeah, like today. Today was hard. Today was really hard yeah. with the performance. But I would also say, you know, and this is this – I'm I sure a lot of moms are night. like this. No, not that. That sometimes, like, it doesn't have to be – a team effort. You know what I mean? Like I, like right. I could tell you were really, you, you know, you wanted to, to, you know, for lack of a better word, like quote unquote, you know, do your part and, and be like, okay, yeah. great. You got her breakfast and you got her down here. And now I'll get her dressed. Right. But like, sometimes just like, it's fine. Like I'll get her dressed. Who cares? You know, there's no need to, tr- if, if we, if there's a rhythm, let's ride the wave mm-hmm. because I will say, especially this year. And that's one of the biggest changes with her is like last year, there was still a lot of like, we could kind of push our agenda on her mm-hmm. And this year, she has her own agenda. Well, and so many opinions. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to getting dressed, it's, she's really into big fancy dresses. Loves dresses. Like she wants to always wear like a big poofy dress to breakfast downstairs. Yeah, and which then, we do. And like, then I'll, she I'll wants I'll to do a wardrobe that. change into her school clothes. Yeah, which is hilarious. <laughs> she's a but treat. but I, the thing that I you know when we talk about a lot is. And this is sort of in my defense of, of of kids and and you know their pushback and the little tantrums they'll throw in the morning is like I don't think they're yet capable of the gear that we're trying to mm-hmm. go to in the morning when we're trying to get ready. You know, like I agree. there's none of this like like we wake up and we're and we know because we understand time. We're like, oh man, we got 45 minutes to yeah. get up, get dressed, get out of the house, have well, breakfast. She's living in the moment and she's sort of like, well, this is great right now. Like, why right. Do we, why do we need to change the greatness? Right. Why are you rushing why, me through why breakfast? Why change the channel? Yeah. That's that's exactly right. Why change the channel? She and, never wants to change the channel. By the way, no, that's it's well, yeah. For her, that's especially hard. But, but I don't blame her. You know, for no, her, it's like it's great. Why I'm enjoying my breakfast? I'm not ready yeah. to get dressed yet. And from her perspective, 
I mean, I wish I had a little bit of that. I wish I could sort of be comfortable in second gear and just kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be go, go, go. I do live in the moment. I just, they're shorter moments that we string together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, we'll be living in the moment next week because for the first time uh, in over 100 episodes, we will not be posting an episode next week. Um, Sometimes we do the remixes and I have found that editing those is as much work, if not more, than um, interviewing a new fabulous guest. So next week, I'm I'm taking a little bit of my own advice uh, and just going to enjoy the family. But we are going to come back strong. in January. I've actually already recorded that episode, the oh. first episode. It's going to be with Sarah Haley. Uh, she's a fitness expert. We're going to talk about prenatal, postnatal, everything natal and not natal exercise. Um, and it's a really fun episode. And I'm looking forward to 2017. I want everyone um, to look out for my new book. It's called Classy Baby Sassy Baby. Um, <laughs> it's the sequel. Oh, man. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, But listen, next week, even though we're not on, listen to a recent episode that you want to catch up on or my numbers will plummet and I will spiral. There's gonna be, it's a no spiral zone over the holidays, guys. Yeah. No one's allowed to Good spiral. Idea. No spiraling. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I've been getting some really Treat amazing- Treat yourselves well, everybody. I've been getting really great messages from listeners. That's great. It's really sweet. Be nice to each other. Go see La La Land. Oh, yeah. Just Go try see to, La La Land. Yeah. It's worth it. Try to bring some positivity into your life. You know what I mean? (laughs) Trying to be. Okay. What did you, when you married me? I felt like we were wrapping it up now. It feels like we're literally. I know. And then we could just start again and have another 45 minute conversation. Yeah. When I married you. I mean, is there, did you think that I was going to be this, like the, the parent that I am? Yeah. 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 I think I thought you'd be this parent too. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's surprises in a positive way, you know, because the other part is you meet someone's parents and part of you is like, oh, well, they'll probably be a lot like that. And Mm -hmm. then you're sort of surprised when you go, oh, wow, there's this other part of them that sort of emerged, you know, now that we have a family and that I didn't expect, uh, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Because it's also with someone, I mean, we obviously had been together for many years before we had Sabrina and- it's really cool to see a new part of your partner's personality emerge, you know, uh, what that part, part of the would that be? Uh, the, I mean, for lack of a better word, the sort of cuddly maternal part, that's not really, mm-hmm. you know, you're not a cuddly person, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're very waspy for lack of a, a better yeah. word. Um, but, but, but with Sabrina, you know, you're not like that at all. You know, you're a really engaged, uh, physically, mentally present um, person. She has some of those waspy tendencies to, to push back a little bit. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, maybe that's how that works. But uh, but that was pretty cool. And, uh, and also I think just things like this. I mean, realizing like you've really been a person who kind of decided that being a better human uh, is a fundamental requirement of being a better parent. Um, and, you know, constantly finding people and experts and information and stuff about that to, to try to make yourself a, a better person. I think you're pretty great already, but I appreciate that you would work that hard on yourself in order to be a better parent. Um, and that's pretty cool. I don't think I've really showed many new colors. I think I kind of 
maybe it's because I'm so much older, but I feel like I kind of. You kinda, always showed your beautiful rainbow. Yeah, I've just been always sort of a. No, a I I'm star. so impressed by, or look at you know I guess we're supposed to be extra grateful during this time of year. Um, I am so in awe of your ability to work so hard and so focused on so many different projects uh, where the stakes, you know, you're no surgeon, but the stakes are really high um, in that because it's more of like a freelance career, you never know what's going to happen next. It's not like you show up every day at the same office. I mean, you hope to for a few seasons and then it shifts. Um, But the stakes are high in this town. Um, or the stakes are high, just to clarify. Seem like not that high. the stakes are not high in the work in terms of saving the world. The stakes no. are high as in, as someone who is employed that if you phone it in or, you know, don't do a good job, then then the work will go away very quickly. But that actually is sort of true everywhere. Yeah. And, the, and there's also luck involved. So it's like you always right. have to stay on your toes. Yeah. Um, and so your ability to do that and to sort of – um, be thriving in your work life and at the same time be so present with Sabrina. Like you have not, well, maybe those first few months we joke about right. when you were working so hard because you had a brand new TV show like in, that you had to be there. Yeah, but um, I feel like it would have been pretty useless anyway during those first few months. I know, months. plus like your the actual birth experience, everybody, he was on the hospital bed. Uh, that's another episode. I know it's a whole another episode, but you were yeah. on the hospital bed, and yeah. he's not a hippie. No, he ended up only a comedy writer ends up in the position I ended up in <laughs> in that delivery room. Yeah, yeah, on the hospital bed, me leaning back on his chest, while my feet in the stirrups, while I was pushing. Yeah, it's it's another episode, and it's hilarious. It was hilarious, and yeah. we've got a picture to prove it. Yeah. Um, but it was. Oh, and we also went to In-N-Out Burger before on the way yeah, there. Yeah, that's a whole. That I feel like, didn't you do this? Didn't you do? I your mean, birth I shared story? my birth story, but not the funny true. version. <clears throat> I mean, I wrote it. It was pretty funny. Was it? Yeah. Okay, but I thought it was also like sentimental. And it was touching. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, and my spiritual. version is the. Yeah. Yeah, the um, bruises that I had on my thighs from where your elbows were pushing, while you pushed, but painful. I couldn't. Even though I was in a lot of pain, I can't say anything because I know that you were <laughs> in far more discomfort. So. <laughs> I would just make horrible wincing faces and the nurse would look at me like, you don't, you do not complain about this. You fight through this. That nurse was incredible. Yeah, she was She'd great. been a former midwife. Yeah. She, yeah. she had, she had, she had forearms like DJ, like Dwayne Johnson. She was amazing. She was a powerhouse. She was like a farmhand. Yeah. She got me through it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you have not skipped a beat um, somehow. Somehow you're able to, but maybe that's because you had such a magical childhood. I don't I think know. So. You you don't, or you just repress everything too. Because look, you know, I don't, because I don't want parents out there listening to be like, well, why can't my husband shift gears so easily and like be everything to the kid and also everything at work? Like you do have- Well, our kid's three too. It's a bit easier. Our kid is only three. And also you have, um, like you've had periods, you were sick for like six months yeah, last year. Sure. And part of that was, I think, from stress. Exhaustion. I think it was a lack of sleep. Yeah. yeah. Like his elbow wouldn't stop bleeding. Yeah. No, you're yeah. like, you're like, oh, you're talking about my flaws. I'm just saying. No, no, my flaws. I feel like nobody really. I feel like we. To tear you down. Yeah, beautiful. I, I, I'm just, I don't know that people are that interested in my 
my right. uh, medical history. No, that's true. But I'm just saying. But I appreciate it. I'm a great dad. That's the headline. I totally agree. Uh, <laughs> you are. I'll be launching my podcast in 2017. Well, we've got the equipment. Um, I'm not doing Which, by the way, we um, – I'm thinking about like this time last year, I did not have any equipment. And I did nor, nor did you have a recording space. And I did not have a recording studio. Um, and I did not know how I was going to pull it off on my own. But the universe provides. A year later, the universe provides. Adam Stekiel provides. Um, and I mean, all you of make our it sound listeners. like it's so crazy. Like it's literally just so everyone's clear. Like we, it's just an empty room, a table. No, it is a very nice room. It has a acoustic it is, panels. But, but it's not. I, I want people to know if there are people out there who are like, oh, I always want to do a podcast, but it sounds like it's a lot. You're like, trying to like stir up some competition for me. Maybe people are interested in like old cars or something. I don't know. Okay. There's, I'm sure your listeners have. Tons of interests and and yes. might like a creative outlet and a podcast. Yes. I'm saying is a very simple. No, it's so true. Thing it costs to do. nothing to start. Uh, it just takes simple time. and yeah, it takes time. I don't want to make it sound like it's easy. Um, well, I, it depends I, also on what you're doing. You know, if you choose to read 400 page books in a week, sure, yeah, that's it's a lot. Different. No, but even watching or you record and whatever. cut, I mean, it takes a lot of time. Yeah, but you don't. But some people don't cut. So yeah, I mean, sure. Get out there. You know what? Get Everybody there, pick a personal it. project 2017. in 2017. Something you've always wanted to do. Yeah. And just go out and take a big swing. You What's know? yours going to be? Uh, <laughs> well, I've got my book. Oh, um, come on. Everyone, he's kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not doing that. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm going to continue to, you know, do what I'm doing. We'll see. I got a lot on my plate. You do. I'm starting to stress out. I got to go work. Your elbow's starting to itch. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, so, again, next week we are taking off. Listen to a recent episode you want to catch up on. And again, subscribe on iTunes. And when you're with your family over the holidays or you're seeing friends at these parties, like steal their iPhones, find the podcast app, search Atomic Moms and subscribe. Um, It really helps with our ranking and leave a review on iTunes, please, please, please. Also, I love getting your messages on AtomicMoms.com and Facebook. Um, And when you write me, also leave a review um, because that also helps with our ranking and... um, and for new moms that are like checking out podcasts, they want to hear what you guys think. All righty. Until two weeks, until 2017, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, rock on, Atomic Moms. Atomic Moms.